0: (laughs) start and end your day with the good news the good news with angie austin find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com now here's angie austin and friends with the good news
1: Hey, it is Angie Austin and friends with the good news. And uh, we have our good news gals here. Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life, writer and speaker. Donna Hetzler, writer, speaker. Also, she has a wonderful ministry to uplift women, and that is Jericho Girls. And then my friend, Michelle Betts, a new good news girl who's in real estate at Porch Light, who I just uh, get such a kick out of her posts on Facebook. And we've become friends over the years. And she cracks me up. And I have to tell you, she had a party and there was glitter there. And I just, um, so Christmas time was the glitter. Right. So here we are in January. And um, so it's, it was in the sink the other day. And then it was on the hardwood floors, and then it's all over the living oh, room. Lord. And then they're too big. And she was, your husband was hate me. Well, he wasn't on to the glitter yet. Then the girls got it in their eyes. Oh uh, right, my goodness! <laughs> and then we got rid of the, um, of the. Um, we had to throw out the balls that they're in, right? Because we, you had a craft party. Yes. Okay. And the funniest thing is when she gave her um, son like a little cuff upside the head, glitter popped out of his hair. <laughs> <Ticket>. <laughs> but
2: like a month after the party, At <laughs> like the end of December, I was like, Dylan, what did you say? <laughs> and then glitter. Came out. I'm like, oh,
3: my <laughs> <goodness."> <laughs> you know, well, you got to say like this, okay? Because God is eternal. He must have made glitter. <laughs> right, <'cause laughs> glitter does not <laughs> fade yeah, it really away. I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 That's and
1: cool. She's like, you must be so irritated I know it's hilarious, but I, at the party, I remember seeing like a three or four year old like with the glitter, like pouring it out. And so I went to the mom of the child of the the oh. glitter scenario, and I said, I think your twins might need. Some glitter assistance, you know. <laughs> 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 it the twins. I knew it I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it's crazy, That's baby. Oh. Okay. So I went before we get into our good news story, which quite possibly is my favorite uh, of the of the week, is uh, I have happiness tips that really go along with this. And it's 10 tips for happiness that are clinically proven. But with that said, I think a lot of people like in the world, as we say, um, think happiness comes with, you know, Mercedes and the oceanfront penthouse and the car. And I remember in California, this creepy guy and he was like, you are what you drive. And I'm like, well, then you're a loser. (laughs) um, So um, I brought these purses with me because I went to um, the, the coach outlet and I bought these purses. And they were like, I don't know, like the $300 purse was 70 bucks. And so as I was there, the kids said to me, my littlest one who's eight, Faith, said, Mom, I thought you said that we weren't... Um, uh, that it wasn't important to have nice things because those things don't define us, that we aren't what we wear or what we have or expensive purses or cars. And I was like, Hello. Oh, goodness, wow. yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I said, well, these um, are a deep discount. And I that said, makes me I happy. Said, <laughs> I said, but you make a good point because I don't know about you, Michelle. Michelle's got young kids like I do. And, uh, but my son has become obsessed
2: with shoes. Oh, gosh. No, they're not quite there yet. Okay. Well, any with her sports shoes. She likes her sports. So he shoes.
1: has like 12 in his closet. And ah. it kind of happened like almost accidentally. Uh-huh. You know, like, and, I, and so I'm starting to kind of kick myself because I told him the other day, I said, we aren't defined by our shoes, our cars, our things, right? Right. And he's obsessed with these shoes. I said, if you have more of those expensive shoes... People won't like you more. They will dislike you because they'll think you're showing off and we are you know called to be humble mm-hmm. and we aren't supposed to be and he'd asked me a while back about I was looking for another car and I I get used cars. I've never bought new cars. I don't think they're a good investment, and I'm very fiscally responsible. I mean, even when I did have a fancy car in California, a convertible Porsche, I bought it new, and I sold it for what I paid for it like 12 years later. Like, I'm I'm an investment person. Same thing with real estate. Whatever I buy, like, it's an investment, and I really, I I never get attached to things. So anyway, when he said to me, um, why don't you buy a new car like our friends or this, that, or the other? I said, honey, look, we can buy a new car. Uh, we can buy any car we want. That's not the point. We don't do that. That's not who we are. That's not That's not like our identity. And I'm not saying I drive a beater. I drive a nice used car. Mm-hmm. But with that said, um, one of my bosses had come to town, and he owns several radio stations around the country and a network. And he told my son he had a 35-year-old Bronco. Wow. <laughs> <that he> barely find <laughs> parts for. And I looked at him. I go, and he's a millionaire. Wow. Yes. And my son, like, you don't become... Uh, That's right. fi- financially secure by buying a lot of expensive shoes and That's flashy shoes. cars. Mm-hmm. So then, where do you? So I brought my purses in because I thought this would be a good reminder to me. I bought two of them. Um, what in the other one that I had? I think is like four or five years old. I got another. These things last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so where where do you draw the line with your kids? I don't want. I mean, because I was poor growing up, I do want them to have things so they're not made fun of at school. But I don't want it to become who they are that they have all this stuff and they're jerks.
2: Yeah. Exactly. I think it's tough um, for people I think of every from in every generation we are always striving to do better than those before us yes and the problem that we have here is that I mean I have this conversation every day with different friends of mine It's the same problem you know we're doing better than the generations before us and then our children end up not knowing exactly what it was like to be where we came from right The same with my parents I don't know what it was like growing up in the projects of Brooklyn. They don't know what it was like to be to grow up like their parents did, mm-hmm. and where I think where every generation is becoming more and more disconnected, and so it's difficult when you have and you want to give to your children, but you're trying to find a happy medium so that they're yes, not. Yes, a going happy to rot- medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so I think that one of the best ways to help with that is to maybe. Uh, give them an opportunity to provide service to other people, let them see how other people live because my children think our house is normal. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> my house that I grew up in was the size of my basement. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, they've got a lot to learn, but it's hard to show them that when everybody that you're surrounded with is kind of in a similar situation. Right. Yeah. And it's an end job. You know, an inside job. You're teaching your
1: kids, right, Angie? Oh, about absolutely. this doesn't define who you are. You don't find your worth in these things. Well, it's funny that my eight-year-old parroted it back to me as he was buying the purse, <laughs> yes. which was oh, was was over seventy-five percent off, by the way. But yes. anyway, <laughs> uh, but with that said, you know. I, I see her, she she got it. She's like, I thought we weren't defined by our nice purses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically what she said to me.
0: Right. And I what mean. was your response?
1: I said, you're right. And that's true. Mommy does say that. But it's okay to get some nice things sometimes. But I'm not out buying, you know, $15,000 bags. Right. You know, and it's I'm not making me feel better a $50 bag. as a person. Yeah, it it's doesn't not make defining... me feel more valuable. Exactly. Or, and I think, you know, having grown up poor, I do think there was a point in my life where I thought I had to put on a certain front, like in my teens and 20s to hide where I came from because I was judged from where I came from because yes. I was poor. I'll never forget this one guy. I think I told you guys this. I was um, living in Boulder and we lived in low-income housing after my parents were divorced. And uh, he said, if my parents knew where you lived, they would never let me date you. And I'll never forget like the exact words. And then I, oh, I didn't go out with him again, obviously, <laughs> uh, because it's like his parents' wealth had nothing to do with him and my parents' lack of thereof had nothing to do with me. So anyway, we were going to see you and I was a straight A student I worked full time every night and every weekend at Boulder Community Hospital. I worked there seven years, all through high school and college, seven days a week, used all my vacation time for my finals and uh, to keep my grades up because I worked so much. And uh, I was dating one of the captains, the co-captain of the football team. And I remember running into this guy up on the hill in Boulder and he was like, you know, asking me out and I just scoffed like, really? Like, you didn't value me as a person. You thought that I was poor and somehow less than you, and let me know your parents would be ashamed of you dating me. Why would I go out with you? I think it's a
4: really important thing, too. Uh, You touched on something there where you can have that coach purse and you can like it, and it could, you know, even if it does make you feel better because you're like, I bought myself something nice. But to teach your kids, that you can't be defined by one thing, which I see a lot in society today. You see it in the media a lot. Like this one guy is defined by just by being a Republican. This guy is by mm-hmm. being or yeah. woman. Like this is a powerful woman, and she's only defined by being a woman, right. or being black, or being right, white, or right. whatever it is. And you, they choose one thing, and then they let it define them like almost completely. When we are all many many things combined together you know we're a sum total of every experience we've all had so i think it is important to point out that yeah you can have nice shoes you can have a nice bag you can do whatever you can be a powerful woman but don't let it completely define you
1: well you said um uh, michelle you said about you know getting them outside of ourselves and Uh, you know, finding time to volunteer and get involved maybe in different um, philanthropy efforts through church, and that's one of the uh, ten things that uh, are scientifically um, proven to improve happiness, and the good news story actually goes along with this, but I'm just gonna jump ahead a teeny bit on this. Ten keys to happiness that are scientifically proven, and one of them, which I 100% agree with, is giving back to others, uh, you know, getting involved in something bigger than yourself, uh, giving your time to others. If you're feeling down or low, I'm telling you something right now, this will get you out of that space. So this has to do, this good news story that we'll start with before we give all these tips, has to do with a guy who really loved his uh, waiter, waiter, and they're down in Houston. And don't you guys, haven't you had like a waiter or waitress that they just sparkle or somebody at the front desk mm-hmm. when you go into yep. a certain place, an office, or that one checker you always try to get in their line, you know, yeah. and that person that really... There's something about them, like don't you think Michelle Ron or buddy that comes on the show a lot, she's like that. Yes. Like she'll I do. talk to the kid in the McDonald's, you know, drive through and be like, Honey, why are you working today? Why are you so cute? You know, and, <laughs> and uh, my kids always say, Why do you always say the name of the checker or the person or that you come into contact with at a restaurant or checker I because they're valuable. I want them yes. to know that they're important. They matter. And yes. I get off the phone when I'm in the checkout line to let them know that they matter and they're important. Mm-hmm. So in this case, he had seen his waiter and in the heat and the cold, waiting at the bus stop. How much do you tip for good
5: wait service at an upscale restaurant? Fifteen percent, twenty percent. How about a car? That's a pretty big tip. That's what they get. Edward Pollard's been going to lunch at Willie G's near his Galleria area office for years, and he always sits in the section of his favorite waiter, James. His personality is big, he's very conversational, he's very pleasant, he remembers your name. He's just an overall great guy. You can tell he takes pride in his work. And after seeing James at the bus stop over the years, in both freezing cold and sweltering heat. I just get this feeling that, you know, I could do something to help. So Pollard took a car that had served his family well, but now was just collecting dust over to his friends at Elite Collision Center.
6: That was a very uh, nice act to uh, donate a vehicle to someone who was in need. We jumped in and, and got it taken care of.
5: The Oldsmobile Alero was fixed for free and the video of the exchange to James has gone viral. right here. No. That's your part. No. That's your partner. Thank you. You're my baby. An emotional moment as both men try and hold back their tears. If people want to find a deeper message in this act of kindness, it's this. Going into 2018, let's think about others. A lot of times we see a lot of negativity, a lot of tit for tat between politicians and what's going on in society. And we can do a lot on our own to really impact others and, and brighten others' lives. And so that's what I wanted to do. And I thought this season would be the best time to start that. And James would be the best person to start with.
1: Amen. I love oh, it. like that. You that's like that? Yeah. I love it.
3: My husband and I were at a restaurant here in town. Um, right at Christmas time. And I said, let's, let's just go get some breakfast. And as we were getting ready to check out, my husband was paying for the breakfast. I said, baby, I want to do something special for the waiter. Cause he was just a nice, I say he was in his fifties, um, waiter. And I said, I want to bless him. And he said, what do you mean? And I took a hundred dollar bill out of my wallet. I said, I just want to give him that. And he said, go for it. And so I folded it up and I, I took his hand and I said, this is for you. God bless you. And he put it in his pocket. My husband and I laughed all the way out. He said, can you imagine when he opens up that and sees what's in his pocket? I said, I'm glad. Because we should be able to just bless folks. That's yes, right. we should. You know, and mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a, a special occasion or anything. Just bless people just to bless people, doggone it. Look at how God blesses us. That is you know, just bless folks. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I, I think if we get back to that, get back to just blessing people just because, you know, what how much better will the world be around that's us? That's right. And you've been a proponent of that, you know, especially around the holidays when you're in the mood for helping others and blessing. Amen. And you've always said, bless people year round. That's it. You know, just do it. That's and it. It, that is one of the uh, the secrets to happiness. That's right.
1: And that's what it says, uh, you know, in, in this 10... Uh, Ten tips that are scientifically proven uh, to increase your happiness. The number one is uh, uh, giving. Uh, do things for others. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says uh, uh do three extra acts of kindness today. Try to bring a smile to others. And I think just using each opportunity, uh, one of my friends uh, that I really admire says, and um, whenever you meet someone new or go out into the world and interact with people, think of it as a way to, you, you never know when you're going to meet your next your, your new best friend or That's you know, make a really neat connection. That's number two, uh, connecting with other people, trying to make more time for people who really matter to you. I find that, I, I feel I lack in that, and I know you guys will scoff at that here because I'm so outgoing, but... Michelle, you know, working full-time and having three kids, and they're in sports, and I know our husbands, well, your ex and Mm -hmm. my current, that um, I I know her husband well, too, because her husband actually coaches one of my daughters, uh, her ex, and uh, so anyway, they are the dad's help. Yes. And so, but with that said, do you find sometimes it's a struggle to make time for just like the fun or for you? I mean, look at my roots for goodness sake! Like, I mean, you know, why do you think I'm wearing a hat today? Like, I mean, I had, I I don't wanted
2: to wear a hat, but I didn't think, I wasn't sure if it'd be okay. I just washed my hair a little bit ago, so I'd still wet.
1: So yeah, don't you find, it's? I find that I'm not a good friend maybe sometimes.
2: Um, I think, you know, sometimes when I'm, when I'm really busy, um, I can find myself lacking in the i feel like there's nothing left you know to to give give. Mm -hmm. to my that's a good point especially to my my kids you know they're all three years apart so they're 7 11 and 14 and they all all require a different kind of Of attention attention. you know one needs the hugs and cuddling and the lay on my lap the other one sienna that girl can talk all day and she <laughs> needs me to hear everything and I'm like, I can't pay attention like this. I she know and you about-
1: get to a point where you're just like nodding and you're yes, like, Oh my gosh, that's uh-huh, a lot uh-huh. of information. Yes,
2: and then my it's oldest so- just is different. It's you know, like the insecurities of and all that, everything that involved that's involved in middle, middle school, school and um, she's really tall. Um and six, so six now. Isn't she's she? almost six six. Wow. She's my, she's my husband's
1: she's my husband's side. There oh, yeah. well Michelle's tall, she's an athlete. Mm-hmm. And then her old the, her kid's father is seven one. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, th- all the kids are super tall yeah. and, you know, uh, her oldest daughter is so beautiful. And I, I, I just, every time I see her want to say to her, be so proud of who you are because mm-hmm. everything right now that she might feel insecure about later on is what's going to be like her, help her make her mark right. in the world. And I That's joke right. around with Michelle so. that she'll be working for ESPN as a basketball correspondent. <laughs> and she'll have mm-hmm. a professional basketball c- career. And so all of these things that right now make her stand out in a way she mm-hmm. doesn't think is good. Really? It they're going to be blessings to her later, but it's hard to see them as blessings because in middle school, we're supposed to be a clone. Yes. Which is so <laughs> creepy because how wouldn't the world be so boring?
2: I know, I know. But I mean, everybody just strives to not to fit in and not stand out. And she stands out and there's nothing she can do about that. You know, I wanted to stand up straight and walk into school proud. Yeah. yeah. But, it, you know, today, the first day going back after two weeks at home with mom, like that was a little hard. You know, you just send them out the door and you're like... I pray that she has a good day today. <laughs> yeah, Amen.
1: yeah, and she's so kind, so beautiful. I've always kind of had a um, a shine for her because oh, she's thank you. so um, kind to other kids and so thoughtful. She you does know. have a really good yeah, heart. Yeah, she does. A very good kid. Amen. <laughs> All right. So number two, we uh, you know reaching out to others. Okay. Number three, scientifically proven to increase your happiness, and I totally agree with this: exercising. Like when I'm having a low day, for sure, if I get outside and mm-hmm. take a you know walk in the crisp air, it certainly makes me feel oh, better. The kick- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You were a good basketball player, too. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, a hardcore volleyball player. And I've got my kids in no less than, I think, four sports right now, which I know is insane. My husband keeps saying, Don't you know how to say no?
2: <laughs> I'm like, Not to them. <laughs> Not
1: to that Maybe because I got no sports, you know? Yeah.
2: You know, but your kids are all very athletic. They're good at everything.
1: What's funny it? is everyone thinks it's my husband, which granted, <laughs> I'm sure it is, but I was going through my pictures the other day. My grandfather qualified for the Olympics. My uncle and my aunt, uh, they won du- mixed doubles, uh, Senior Olympics gold. And then he's winning gold all the time in singles. My dad is one of the highest degree uh, belts in judo and does Tai Chi three times a day. And my 86-year-old aunt walks uh, three miles a day. So I was thinking, like, Goodness. wait, we got some <laughs> got active genes the you know, there. Seniors. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So exactly, Mark, stop taking all the credit <laughs> for the kids being athletes. You know. <laughs> and I just have the uncoordinated genes, so I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> I can dribble. I can. <laughs> Which scares me because you're always at the gun range That's training. Right. <laughs> no. That is true. That is the safety on. I just she has thought the about that. On.
3: <laughs> that is the one thing I am good at.
0: Though. Yes. <laughs> you
1: are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But Donna okay. makes a good point too. She always says that she has her concealed permit, you know, to carry. Uh, but you need you, you have a responsibility if you're going to be a gun owner to be very well trained. Oh yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And you're always at the range. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Constantly practicing and um, and and knowing your uh, your weapon that you're you're carrying right. around. So it's it's really important to be responsible fire firearm. Firearm carrier. I so, agree. Yeah, I
1: agree. All right, uh, back to the happiness tips, scientifically proven. Appreciating and noticing the world around you. One of my friends once taught me uh, to. Uh, always see the gift in every day and for me oftentimes that'll be just looking at the mountains Uh, but we have deer now in our yard so I'll get you know I get up at three o'clock in the morning anyway for work but I'll run out when the kids get up and like look out the back door and see if there are any deer because we had two bucks like fighting you know in the fall in the backyard you know knocking their antlers together and we had five of them back there and I just thought that was really cool so like looking for the gift in every day let me go through through them really quick since we're running out of time keep learning new things appreciate the world around you have goals to look forward to to be resilient and always bounce back. If you only knew how many times successful people had failed, you would definitely bounce back. Take a positive approach. The glass is half full. Oh, my mom used to always be the glasses half empty. I'm like, we have the
0: same glass, it's half full. <laughs> um,
1: and kindness, of course, Angie would be good. Acceptance of yourself, be comfortable with who you are, and be part of something bigger than yourself, like a good cause. We'll be right back.
4: Come show your Olympic spirit with YMCA of the Rockies. This year, Snow Mountain Ranch is your passport to Olympic fun. Join us as we cheer on Team USA with Winter Olympics-themed weekends running each weekend from January 26th to February 25th. Just pick up an Olympics passport at the program's desk and get a stamp for every activity you complete. It's your passport to fun. Once your passport is full, you can enter to win a two-night stay in a lodge room at Snow Mountain Ranch. Visit snowmountainranch.org for more information. That's Snow Mountain. Ranch.org. YMCA of the Rockies is the place to take your family this Olympic season. It's like a trip to the Winter Olympics without having to leave your own backyard.
3: For over 120 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area. It is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region. Since its conception in 1892, it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers, offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse, education and career centers, family services, and life restoration. The Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance. You can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to DenverRescueMission.org, DenverRescueMission.org, changing lives in the name of Christ.
1: Radio personality Giff is here. We're going to talk about things that you need to start doing in your relationships, and there's one that he's working on right now. Welcome, Giff.
0: Well, hello there. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. You don't like one of my favorites, which is, show everyone kindness respect. You're like, oh, give me a break on that one, Angie. But
0: I was being sarc- I was being sarcastic and not showing you kindness nor respect, right. and uh, it in, in completely missed, so <laughs> Well, I want to talk
1: about one that I, I, I have an example from our workplace, because you and I worked together uh, mm-hmm. a few years back. Give people you don't know a fair chance. I think so many of us judge people even, you know, you know me, I'm a Christian, and I'm not supposed to judge people, don't judge a book by its cover. So one of the guys that we worked with, and his name is Shark, I have to tell you, whenever I would go into the studio, it reeked of smoke.
0: He <laughs> yes. wore
1: sunglasses, he had really long hair, and he had a jean jacket, and I figured he drove a Harley, and I figured like, oh gosh, this guy again... I have to tell you, once I started talking to him and befriending him, I fell in love with this guy. I mean, not literally, that kind of love. I just really enjoyed him. Yes, he probably is some old stoner from the 70s, and he loves rock music and whatever. We're the antithesis of each other, and he has the sweetest heart, and I just so enjoyed having conversations with him, even though he did leave that cigarette smell in the studios.
0: How much of that... uh, I I know what you mean, because I know Shark well, and every time I know he's in the building just because I can smell a cigarette smoke. <laughs> and and it, and it's like, and you know, I've talked to Shark. He's a great guy. Uh and I and I know exactly what you're talking about. And I never really looked at him as anything other than, you know, we work in radio and we work with a whole lot of really weird oh, people. Yeah, we do. So so everybody gets a fair chance because, you know, if you if you're gonna start pointing fingers, you know, you got two eyes that are pointing back at you. You know, <laughs> it's like well, so,
1: And I think you're right. No, I worked in TV, so it was like um uh, pe- cardboard people with, like, um, helmet hair. You know what I mean? Like, we were all alike. We all looked alike. We all dressed alike. We did our hair alike. We did our makeup alike. And if you turn on the TV, they're very much alike. When I started working with you at that particular uh, organization, I c- I was shocked at how at the characters that walked in and out of those rooms. I mean, radio is full of characters. They look different, smell different, you know, act differently. And I yeah. just, uh, that was a lesson to me with Shark, that someone that is so different from yourself could end up being one of your favorite colleagues
0: uh yeah well i think it give people a fair chance i mean i i've just grown up i've been in you know radio for 30 years you and tv and i i've just seen way too many weirdos and we're all weirdos i think that's why we yeah. do what we do we right. uh, you know it's like moths to a flame we just all kind of gravitate to where we feel we're comfortable and uh I, you know, I was always the weird one because, you know, I showered every day and didn't have bad vices. And, <laughs> you know, it was like, you know, they, he doesn't have a big fat ego. And I wasn't impressed with myself. I was the weirdo. <laughs> so it was yeah, just kind of strange.
1: Yeah, we never really got egos. In either. I, I didn't ah. that. I always knew I was replaceable. So, OK, so the things that you need to do in your relationships, what are the ones that one or two that stand out to you? Because it's a list of 20 here.
0: Yeah, well no, this one jumped out at me and I thought this was a different take on things that I'd heard and I that I've read before and it's uh forgive people and move forward. And uh, we always talk about forgiveness and it's something that I really battle with on a regular regular basis and uh I liked what they said it this says it says don't live your life with hate in your heart. You'll end up hurting yourself more than you uh, more than the people you hate. And this is the part that got me. Forgiveness is not saying what you did to me is okay. It is saying I'm not going to let what you did to me ruin my happiness. And I I know I get hung up on the forgiveness part because sometimes what they've done to you is not okay. And I can't get past that. And and it's uh, the forgiveness that you find in yourself to go, you know what? It is what it is. And and that's what I'm reading out of this. And it kind of hit me as being, okay, I get it. It's, you know, I'm forgiving for myself um, so I don't beat myself up. I, I, you know, as much as I do, because sometimes things are unforgivable. I, you know, unless you just, you can walk on water and turn water into wine. I don't know how you couldn't have that in your head. And, and right now I think it's really important because this country is wound around the axle so tight. I can't believe it. Um, but there's so much hate in people's hearts that I don't understand it. I don't understand where it came from because I don't feel that way. No. I don't let things like this take over my life. And, I and I just, I just don't understand how you can just completely go un You could just become crazy about, uh, you know, all of this that's going on. I, with, you know, I got bigger problems in my house,
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I, I'm a big fan of forgiveness and I've moved on in a lot of cases. Cause I do believe sometimes people change my, you know, my dad and I, um, we are back in each other's lives and it was like a 35 years where we really didn't have much contact and I got the added benefit of my stepmom who is delightful and is so kind and loving to me and she listens to the show all the time and just, I don't know, I just think she's super neat. And so um, that's been great for me and my dad is a really great grandpa. He calls the kids every weekend and they just adore him. So that's been a wonderful thing for me and that's just been in the last like four or five years. But in terms of forgiveness, you don't have to, uh, when you forgive them, you're not saying what they did was okay. But you're really, like you said, forgiving for yourself um, but I have yep. been able to really move on and almost forget. Now for me, what I've found with forgiveness in my life is if the person picks the scab off again then, and is nasty again or somehow not uh, conciliatory or um, not doesn't respect the fact that, hey, I really overcame a lot with you, I forgave a lot, then it can reignite the anger. But um, so far right now, I don't have any of that in my life. But there were some situations in relationships where I had to re-forgive over and over again because the pain was brought up in some way or the grievance was, you know, uh, was done again to me or whatever.
0: Sure. I, yeah, no, no, it, it, it makes total sense. I'm just sitting here pondering at what point do you stop and just unload that baggage out of your life, I know. you know, because if it keeps happening and, and that's a big question that I, I, you know, I deal with, everybody deals with, it's like, you know, I've forgiven you 10 times and now I'm starting to feel like a fool for doing it. Um, and uh, you know, it's just one of those things that negativity that you don't need. I don't know how to deal with it. You know, well- that's why That's that's
1: (laughs) Well, I think we should continue this topic and because there are quite a few uh, in this list of 20 things you can do to improve your relationship. And we are talking about a big list that I found on this website, Mark and Angel, Hack Life. They've got really cool things on the website. It's 20 things to start doing in your relationships. We talked about forgiveness last time. We talked talked about being kind to others, uh, giving people you don't know a fair chance, uh, showing kindness and respect. And did Any of these stand out to you as uh, something that you think would improve relationships, or that is a pet peeve of yours, or you think are just totally useless?
6: <laughs>
0: no, no, they—they they all are. It's just yeah, you—you you know, you got to turn it around and go, well, how's this? Oh my gosh, they all fit me. This is crazy. I messed up. It's like twenty of them, and you go, okay, but uh, you know, things that I really believe in. And uh, this is a big one that I that I read was the uh, pay attention to who your real no, friends, friends are. are. And and I will tell you, this is uh, something for the kids. And I know all parents uh, probably deal with this. Um, you know, um, well, I have two daughters. And uh, one of them, the social aspect of life, was really not terribly important. You know, she just kind of went on living her life. And she was comfortable within her own skin. And then her uh, sister, who is five years younger, was just a complete polar opposite. Uh, it was really important to her what other people thought of her, the more friends you have, the better off you are. And while my older one just had a couple of good friends that are still her friends to this day out of high school, which was, I don't know, 13 years ago. Um, my younger, Lauren, she doesn't have any friends from high school because she was, uh, you know, she was into she was she was just into being liked. And and there's a real. You know, an insecurity issue that's going on there, and that is one of the things that I kept telling her over and over again. I said, "Honey, I'm I'm you know 50 Mm -hmm. whatever years old," and I said, "I literally have one, or maybe two, really good friends that I trust implicitly."
1: Yeah. The rest, the rest, your real friends are. My brother-in-law says if you have five good friends in your life by the time you die, that is saying something. If you can count them on one hand.
0: Exactly right. Those are the people that you're going to choose to spend your most the most time with and those that know the most about you, you know, your secrets and everything else. Why do you want to spread that around? And I, you know, I I look at it like a relationship with my wife. I have one wife. I I don't I don't need two or three or whatever to fulfill myself. Yeah. I have one wife. I have one very very good friend, my best friend that's been my friend for 35 years now. And we've had ups and downs like relationships do with right. a w- when you're married, but yeah, I, I can't divide myself up that much. And then I've got some other very close and dear friends, um, uh, but it's not that many. And I, you know, in kids today, for some odd reason, and I don't know if it's social media that does it, it's just all about uh, quantity instead of quality. And it ended up really. She's uh, my youngest is 24. And uh, my gosh, you know, she's an honor student, Dean's List, uh, graduating college here uh, next month, has a great job. But the insecurities with relationships just blow me away when I go, who are your your friends and who can you really count on? And when she looks at me and goes, you know, I, I, I don't have anybody that I would really, really count on. And I'm like going, oh, my gosh mine got me through so much nonsense it's ridiculous but there was Thank only goodness. one or two She
1: has that family foundation that's what i was just telling my son every day when there was a little friendship snafu and he's just in fifth grade and i said look you, your parents are married you've got your christian faith you, you're a great athlete you're good you do well in school you've got a really um great extended family uh, foundation so whenever you have problems out there You always have us here, and a lot of kids don't have that kind of foundation that you have at home, so you always have us to turn to, so that's a huge blessing. Now, when you talk about the friends that are good, um, I like the tip that says, um, stay in better touch with people who truly matter to you. I am guilty of not keeping in touch with people who are important to me because I get too busy in my own life that I don't let them know or keep up that relationship.
0: I think real friends understand that because they're in the same position, and and I do it too. I've gone I've gone four or five months without talking to my best friend, and and he lives two miles away from you, mind you. But uh, you know, I pick up the phone and go, "We need coffee," and and uh, we'll get together for coffee, and it's like we see each other every single day, and he'll right. and you know we just compare notes and go, "Wow, life is just spinning around my head like crazy," and I you know you get it, you understand. Because it's not teenage relationships where they go, well, they're not talking to me anymore. I don't know why they're not talking to me. Have you talked to him about it? Well, no. <laughs> and it's right. like, oh my gosh, you're giving me a headache.
1: And thank <laughs> goodness like, for that. Well, and I. Yeah. The other thing I was teaching my son about friendships, you always be loyal. I said, right now you're building up um, like a bank of goodness, and in that bank, every time <laughs> your parents, I'm mean, sorry, your friends or your friends' parents see you do the right thing, uh, that you're honest, like the uh, kid got lying, uh, got caught lying at school, and all the other kids knew he lied, because they saw what he did. Well, they built up a bank of knowing that the kid is a liar, you know what I mean? So you're building up a bank of um, your history with your classmates, so then they know if you're a person of character when you're in high school and you say you don't want to do um, drugs or you don't want to go along with the kids who are going to get in trouble after school or whatever it is. And then the kids know that like, you are a kid of character and if they stick with you, that they're on the right track. So you're building up history with them.
0: That is so funny that you would say that if you got uh, time for a quick story yeah, uh, yeah. out two, two, two weeks ago, I um, uh, my next door neighbor's dad passed away and he lives in uh, he lived in North Dakota and uh, they were all up there for a week. And I just went, I have to go to his funeral. I know the man. I met the man. And I, I drove from, uh, you know, in Colorado, I, dro- I drove 750 miles to go to his funeral. Uh, because my friend means that much to me yes. and his dad also meant something to me but during the uh uh during the service the the priest was saying he goes you know when you get to heaven he goes you'll find some mansions some very big mansions and then you'll find some cottages and the reason there are cottages there is those people didn't invest enough time in their bricks of goodness to build a mansion so he wanted to tell us about make sure that you're always building you're always building your mansion here on earth. So when you get to heaven and I, I know it's all metaphorical, but it, it, what you just said is exactly right. You're, you're doing good things and building bricks for, you know, later on uh, when you pass on to somewhere else. And it just hit me. It was one of those things that I'm sitting there going, I, you know, I had just driven 750 miles and uh, everything else in, in a day and was going to drive on home. And I was like, sat there and I kind of, well, I felt really good. I was like going, this is one of my bricks. Um, I yeah. did it for myself. Uh, I did it for my friend who care very, very much about. And when I walked in the door of his dad's house, he turned around and went, Whoa, what are you doing here? And I said, Aww. there is no way I was going to let you not have you know one of your friends up here to support you and your dad. And it was like, oh my gosh, you know, and all of a sudden everybody's crying. I, and I'm I, like,
1: I like it that you said it's like building up a wall too. Like I'm like, putting no. it, and it's not like we were trying to be loved more or be more important. Oh, no. as a kid, you're building up your credibility. Your 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 character is being built through all of these good uh, deeds or no. you proving to your friends uh, that you are a decent person and a good friend to them. All right, give me no. time. Thank you, my friend.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to do it.
1: all right Angie Austin here along with Adam Adam is an ambassador with ARC and when you shop at ARC it helps the ambassadors they help people in our community Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. ARC is a tremendous benefit to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, there's a Saturday sale. Most items half off. If I'm a senior, 55 and over, on Tuesdays, most items are half off. How do we find out about that?
6: ARCthrift.org
1: How about if I want to donate? Where do I donate?
0: 303-238-JANE You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big, medium. Yep, absolutely.
1: Uh, a small, big, medium. Yes, They'll ma'am. bring the truck right on over. What's yes, the ma'am. number? 303-238-JANE. Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. 303-238-JANE. Three zero three two three eight 303 303-238-JANE. ArcDrift.org. Does cool. uh, Arc make you feel special? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought so. The are special. ArcDrift.org. As org. are you, babe. As are you. Thank you. Do you love working for Arc? I love... Back to the good news. Angie Austin here. Well, many successful investors are optimistic that market markets will continue to climb in 2018. But there are many questions and here to help us with those questions is Jay Shaw, Chief Executive Officer with Personal Capital. Welcome back, Jay.
6: Thank you, Angie. It's great to be here. All
1: right. So what were the results of the Personal Capital's affluent investor outlook report? We'd love to know.
6: We, uh, we, we found some interesting themes in our report. The number one concern for affluent investors that we surveyed was, maybe this one's not so surprising, secure retirement. 51% um, said that this was their number one concern. And, and, and obviously within that concern is, will I outlive my money? Retirement planning isn't a mystery. It shouldn't be so esoteric. Uh, It's really all about having a plan. The lack of of planning is really a retirement killer. And um, this is the number one thing people need to do. Something else that we saw in our survey, unfortunately, was that only about half of these investors are actually even creating a budget. A budget is just the start to a comprehensive uh, financial plan. So um, that's the the call to action is really creating a plan. And... um, you know, when we think about a plan, unfortunately, many consumers, many investors think of a plan as being something they have to schedule an appointment for and show up to someone's office and they're gonna come out of that after, you know, a long drawn out process with a really thick binder that they're ultimately gonna put up on the shelf and they don't really live by. Uh, but fortunately the world's changing. There's some really great tools that can help put all these pieces together to really understand your financial life and your and your road to retirement. A way to connect all of your financial accounts. So connecting your bank accounts, your credit cards, your checking, your your mortgage, your investment accounts to see the entire picture. Only then can you understand the important things. What's my net worth? Where am I right now? How much am I spending and saving? You can derive that just by connecting all these accounts together. And and probably most importantly, what are my spending and savings goals um, from here to my destination? Destination for many people is retirement and beyond. Some people it's buying a home. Uh, it might be saving for education. But the good news is these tools are all available for free through solutions such as Personal Capital. This is exactly what we do to deliver better financial lives through uh, technology and people.
1: So yeah, how do we get a hold of those tools?
6: A great question. You can go to personalcapital.com in order to uh, in order to see this report, download it for free. You can connect to our free software and within 10 or 15 minutes, you can connect all your financial accounts and see everything that you have and also use our free planning software to do your spending and saving. You can go to our website. You can also go for free into the app store, um, mm-hmm. look for Personal Capital um, to, to, to use it on your iPhone or your iPad you can go into uh, the Google Play Store in order to do it for your Android device too. So you can be always connected to your financial life.
1: All right, you talked about that plan and how important that is. So, you know, the markets are doing well, everyone's excited. So how do we as investors prepare for that eventual market downturn?
6: Well, the most important thing is just having that plan. Understand where you are and where you want to get to. And yes, the markets are going to go up. The markets have screamed higher for about a decade and they've continued to in 2018. But uh, you can create a diversified portfolio. And the most important thing is to remain invested. What all the research tells us is that trying to time the market is a loser's game. Don't try to pick the highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Don't act emotionally. Right now, people are feeling pretty good. Like I can, I can invest anywhere and I will win. Um, well, watch out. The most important thing is don't try to time it. Have a comprehensive plan, stay invested, be diversified. Those are the most important things that people need to do.
1: Good advice. Yeah, just sit tight. Okay. Um, in terms of uh, the most common mistake you see people make, obviously you mentioned having a plan, very important. Uh, what, what is one of the most common mistakes you see people make when they're uh, you know, planning for their future financially?
6: well what 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 our, uh, what our respondents to the to the to the survey said is they didn't save enough they made a big mistake by not saving enough mm-hmm. but another one a, a goal a common goal for these investors and and this is not surprised that it's top of mind after going through all this tax reform is how do i tax optimize my investment portfolio that's 46% of the respondents said that this is the biggest concern they have and 25% of them said that it was their number one goal for 2018 and this is This isn't really easy stuff and they're 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 tricky concepts. It's how do I rebalance across asset classes to remain diversified? I mean, that sounds like a mouthful. Um, How do I uh, tax loss hardest? How do I uh, get the benefit of tax location between taxable and tax deferred accounts? Those things are tough. and, And and what we suggest is talk to an advisor. Talk to a, a licensed professional that's you know, ready to speak with you about these things and, and look at your portfolio and your strategy, and are you getting the most out of tax optimization? What we see is that investors typically can get 1% or more in boosted returns just by making their, their, tax, their, 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 their portfolio tax optimized. And hmm. some people say, you yeah, know, I'm not sure if I want to talk to an advisor uh, you know, that could be expensive. Well, number one is we start off these free consult- we do these consultations for free at Personal Capital. And then secondly, if you look at the cost of advice um, for, through modern digital wealth management solutions like Personal Capital that use a combination of technology and people, mm-hmm. uh, that 1% that you might, that you might gain in, in tax benefit, it more than covers the cost of using an advisor. And what you get as a benefit is you, you get a coach. You get somebody that's going to help you understand your plan, tax optimize it, but importantly, don't get emotional and stick to the game plan. I, I liken it to, you know, a lot of people right now in the new year are, are creating new resolutions about how they want to lose weight and they count calories and they, they understand how much they burn and personal capital kind of does that with their financial life. You have you have all that information in your pocket with our app and importantly, sometimes you might want to hire a trainer, a coach, somebody that's going to help you stick to a plan, be disciplined and you can do that with an advisor and it's it's uh, it's it's actually much more accessible to affluent investors than and commonly understood.
1: Well, thank you so much. Again, give us the website for more information.
6: www.personalcapital.com.
1: Thank you so much. Have a great day, Jay. Thank you,
6: Angie. You too.
0: Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com.